The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, and we have another super exciting episode today. I'm really excited to have Dr. Melina Roberts on. She's a naturopathic physician. She has her own um, story of recovery, which we're going to be getting into. But um, today's topic is going to be about building a healthy child. This is so important. And um, what's so cool about Melina is she's actually got a, she's an author of a book called Building a Healthy Child. She's also founder of the Advanced Naturopathic Medical Center in Calgary. Uh, She's recognized as one of the top biological medicine practitioners in North America and is a lecturer for the Paracelsus Academy, which is a pretty cool academy, as she was telling me. And she's a leading authority in the field of naturopathic medicine, specializing in biological medicine, effectively treating digestive issues, which that's what we're all here for. We're healing our gut, um, chronic disease and cancer. Uh, Dr. Roberts is a graduate of the University of Waterloo, not Iowa, but up in out of Canada, out of Canada, eh? Canada, right? And the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto. She did a two-year postgraduate study in biological medicine with Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland. Dr. Molina, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we got to we got to chat it up a little bit before the show, and I'm like, wow, this is like I wish I would have got you on sooner. So you know, <laughs> building a healthy child is so important. But before we get into that, um, I want everybody to kind of get your backstory because it's like I wasn't expecting this, but almost every single cl- uh, uh, interview guest that I get on has a story, and you do too. So why don't you tell us about your story and um, how how you transformed your health? So. Um... As a kid, I was, I was one of those kids who had really bad allergies and eczema. And um, I would really just like anything I ate, anything in the environment, my skin would just break out in a rash. And I'd just always really be itching my skin until it would like bleed. And yeah. I thought that this was just something you just had to learn to live with and I just have to get used to it. And when I was about 13 years old, a family friend said to my parents, you know, you should try taking her to see a naturopathic doctor. And they brought me to see a naturopathic doctor. And within a pretty short period of time of just following some, I thought some pretty easy suggestions, um, all of my allergies cleared up, all of my skin cleared up. And I was, you know, it was I think my first insight into the body's ability to be able to heal itself, but because before that, I don't think I really understood that. But when I saw my skin clear up and that I wasn't itching it all the time, I realized that the body had that capacity. And women Uh, love clear skin too. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And you can (laughs) wear short sleeves without, you know, having all these rashes or wear shorts because where I'd usually get the rashes the worst were like my arm, my elbow creases and behind my knees. Those were the yeah, worst. Me too. I, did you like, did you like bleed on your shirts or people's couches? I mean, I had those problems when I, cause I had a really bad. Yeah. I would just itch it and I would try to wear like long sleeves so it wouldn't be so obvious. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. then afterwards, you'd be like, oh, you know, I could actually wear short sleeves. <laughs> yeah, it's a big um, deal. You don't think about it, but it's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And I think like that was like, that was like most of my childhood dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, and so then, yeah, fast forward years later. So I decided to actually go into naturopathic medicine because I wanted to have the same sort of effect on people's lives that that doctor had on me. Yeah. And yeah, so I decided to do that um, as at the naturopathic college. And unfortunately, my second year in school, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And um, that hit me really hard because um, that was something that was really tough for me. I, I never, you know, never imagined my parents being sick at all. And um, I started diving into the research on um, how to treat cancer. And I was coming across a lot of really amazing answers. And I was amazed by how much research there was out there in the scientific literature that really wasn't being utilized. Um, Unfortunately, we still lost my dad um, nine months later, but that really continued my journey on really focusing on cancer and trying to find solutions. So when I graduated, I really focused my practice on treating chronic disease and cancer. Um, and in my practice, what I really learned was that as you, like no matter what disease process I'm working at, um, the the focus is really on digestive health and healing mm. the gut. So no matter what, if people are coming in with eczema or they're coming in with cancer, I have to focus on treating their gut. Yay! So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know we're we're on the same page there. Oh yeah. And and how my book kind of came into uh, came into existence was um, becoming a mom. And when I had my child, I was thinking, you know, like, how can I prevent her having the same kind of allergies and eczema that I experienced? How can I try to prevent her from having a cancer in her future? Um, and I realized that it really came down to the gut. And so I did a bunch of research and I really found a way that we could, by building the gut health properly, from the beginning, by the way we introduce foods, that we can really prevent a lot of childhood illnesses, even all of those childhood problems like digestive issues and um, diarrhea, constipation, colic, all those things that a lot of parents have to Ear deal infections. with the kids. Yeah, exactly. That we could prevent all of that by building the gut health properly from the beginning. And we could prevent things like allergies and eczema um, in childhood, and then also be able to build a solid foundation so we can prevent chronic disease in their future. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. So you have, um, you know, it sounds to me like you had that, like, for me, it was like, similar to your dad, your dad's story, because I had I had my buddy that had cancer. And that's what kind of motivated me to you know, I, I just went to help him out and support him okay. in the process of all this. And I kind of got thrown into it and I learned all about this gut health stuff. Yeah. And you were actually kind of on that path already with your dad, right? Yeah. You were, yeah. And, then your, and then your dad, then you went deeper. You learned all this stuff and you're probably asking yourself, why is this information not being used? It's here. Yeah. You know, why do you think that is? Why do you think it's being suppressed? 
it's a good question. I always think that um, that the conventional system just we they just tend to operate in a different paradigm than we mm -hmm. do, and and it's a really reductionistic and view. They're only they're really just looking at that you know in terms of cancer they're looking at that one thing they're looking at that tumor or in terms of skin they're looking at only the skin yeah. they're not looking at all the different systems of the body and so i think that they just operate under a different paradigm and in naturopathic medicine um really to me is like looking at at root causes so you're looking at all how all of the different systems of the body influence each other so yeah. i always think it's yeah we just like i feel like my brain just operates in a different paradigm than than the conventional system yeah yeah it's kind of like they compartmentalize everything you got your foot yeah. doctor and your gastroenterologist and you you know your you know whatever eye specialist and then uh, and, and, and then, then a synthetic drug is the answer or surgery. Yeah, exactly. And it, even the, so also the tools in their toolkit are, are pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. surgery, right. Or drugs. Yeah. Those are the, those are the only things they have in their toolkit where I have this vast majority, uh, like a huge, a huge toolkit that right. I get to choose from. Yeah. So they're, they're more acid. Well, one thing that Western medicine does have is they have great diagnostic equipment. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, no and they're really good at crisis management, which is yeah. kind of, yeah. most people don't know this for those of you who are listening, you might be tuning in that are new that um, we've said this before that, you know, Western medicine was basically learned and, and started in, in, in wartime. That's yeah. where it was, where they were patching yeah. people up where their arms yeah. are blown off and they got a bullet hole through their gut and they're trying to, it's crisis management. And we do a great job of that and thank God yeah, for that. They, oh about, yeah, they do a great job of that. Amazing, yeah. amazing job. But when it yeah. comes to yeah. taking somebody that's got, you know, digestive tract issues or cancer or, or, you know, trying to get somebody healed, it just, it doesn't do, you can't do that when you don't have nature. So you as a naturopath, you have a lot more tools, right? You yeah. have, yeah, you have exactly. supplementation, you have IVs that you can use, ozone IVs and, yeah. and vitamin C IVs that we were talking yeah. about earlier. And uh, yeah. I don't know, are you guys able to use um, colloidal silver IVs? Have you done that? I haven't tried that, no. And yeah. yeah, I'd have to look into whether we can do it. But yeah, we do the vitamin C IVs, we do chelation IVs, we do ozone, we do yeah. UBI. So yeah, we've got so many tools in our toolkit. <laughs> yeah. My wife at the time uh, had a root canal that was infected. Well, oh, all, all, all root canals are infected. Okay. So those yeah. of you listening today, if you have a root canal, you need to get it pulled. Sorry, but <laughs> you've created a systemic inflammation or infection in your tooth and it's there 24 uh, seven causing problems. So every single client I've had that's pulled their tooth, even if the tooth isn't hurting, yeah. it's infected, right? So her yeah. upper tooth here, she started having like acne right here in this big, huge acne spot. Oh, okay. I said, well, let's go see a good biological um, hormone doc. And, yeah. um, and then I was like, wait a minute, you have a root canals up there? And she's like, yeah, I got one right here. And I'm like, well, let's get that extracted first. Got it extracted. And guess what? We got the, the, the pathogen, uh, the, the, what do you call it? The, the test back for the, for the pathogens. What's that called? The biological? Yeah, the pathology report. Yeah, the pathology report. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, most people have like seven or eight pathogens and they're, you know, they're lower levels. She had 34 of them and 70% of yeah. them were over a 70% mark high, like yeah. E. coli, salmonella, two, two yeah. colonies of parasites. So she had a tremendous amount of these suckers in her body and she was so healthy. We were, we're juicing, we're plant-based, yeah. you know, doing all this stuff, exercising, yoga, but this is a low oxygen area. Yeah. And, um, 
it got really bad and her face was swelling up to the point where her face was cracking. Like, yeah. was, like somebody beat her with a baseball bat. So I did a bunch of research. I got like seven doctors involved, three biological dentists. And then we came up with colloidal silver IVs. We do those every day. And then it's instantly take her over to hyperbaric and push that even out farther. Okay. Yeah. And, and then colon hydrotherapy. That was it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Every day for 10 days. And yeah. then she, she healed. She started to heal up. And it was scary because that if an infection yeah. got into her eye socket, it could have went to her brain and killed her. Yeah. Does she, did she get the root canal removed? Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. it, it okay. got removed so and, and it got okay. removed. And then that's, and then that that's, was what the act, after. Active, that's what you guys did. Activated. Yeah. And the yeah. biological dentist, the oldest one had been doing it for 30 years. He said that was the second worst one he saw. I said, he oh, saw wow. one other, one other lady, her whole body looked like her face. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, yeah. couldn't even sleep for more than 15 minutes. Tremendous pain 24 seven. It was terrible. So this yeah. is why it's so important to boost immune system and take care of your gut and not do root canals and things like this, because you don't want to, you don't want to end up dealing with that, especially as you age. So now you, um, so what do you, how do you feel today? How's your health today? So, um, I just, I just keep, as I, as I keep learning, I keep improving. <laughs> so I would say that, um, yeah, cause I'm, I'm, and I'm probably, um, cause I'm pretty, um, disciplined when it comes to my diet. Um, yeah. I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to my health. Right. So, um, I try to, to live, live it. Right. So I'm, yes. I'm making the recommendations for my patients, but I'm also doing it myself and I would never recommend something to my patients that, that I can't, couldn't do myself. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that it's, you know, and it's things that you got to focus on every day, right? So it's focusing on my diet, focusing on my water intake, making sure I'm exercising and moving every day, making sure I'm getting outside, making sure my sleep routine is, and my sleep hygiene is um, consistent, right? Yeah. So, um, so I understand that it's, it's a lot of work to do it, but it's, I think it's so important for longevity. You yeah. know, you know what I think of, Unfortunately, like I, I lost my parents, you know, so young and they, it's, it's tough. So I'm always thinking, you know, I, I first of all want to live longer than they have lived um, to make sure I keep myself healthy. But yeah. sometimes I'm thinking, you know, I could even work with that longevity plan and not just think about preventing disease, but living a long, healthy life. Absolutely. So, so yeah, my, my health is great now. And I'm, how old are you? I'm very focused on it. I'm 42. 42. Yeah. yeah. For those people that are not on YouTube, if you're listening to this podcast, I can tell you right now, she's got amazing skin, okay. really nice hair, and you don't wear a lot of makeup, do you? Um, yeah. I, well, I never think of that, that I'm on these Zoom calls. <laughs> that mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm on a podcast that I should maybe put on some makeup. But You don't yeah. need any. You don't need any. And see, it's proofs yeah. in the pudding. And I love that because we have a lot of guests on like you that have, you know, had issues in the past, they've healed themselves, they really focus on the gut health, the water, the sleep, the moving the body, clean, you know, and all these things. And the results are always the same. We don't age like everybody else. So I love what you're doing with yourself, because you're not just telling somebody, here's a pill, go do this. It's like, no, this is what I'm doing. You need to do this too. And you have that power. As a doctor, you have a power. You know, it's, 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 it's responsibility. It's kind of like that, that the Spider-Man movie, right? It's like with great power comes great responsibility. And you yeah, have that because yeah. people have been trained, like basically like, well, lemmings at some point in time, but that like my, my parents, when they grew up, it's like, you go to the doctor and they are God and yeah. you do exactly. And my dad was just like, whatever he says to do I me, mean, he does it. I'm like, yeah. dad, you've known him for like 10 minutes. You don't even know, you know what I mean? But he's just like, whatever the doctor says. So you guys have this power 
And um, you take that responsibility very important. Uh, it's, and you, you do it yourself. And I, I love that about what you're doing. See, like, if I have any clients in your area, I will send them to you. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Because you're walking the walk, right? Yeah. Walk. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into um, your book on building a healthy child and kind of some of the problems that are facing parents today and children today with their health. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Pat Militaire, former UFC champion and UFC Hall of Famer. My life is hectic. I did a show, finished at midnight in Minnesota, drove four hours north to Fargo, North Dakota this weekend. Three hours later, ran a marathon, taught a seminar that afternoon, got up the next day, ran a little bit more to loosen my legs up, taught another seminar, and then drove home last night for eight and a half hours. Got back home at, at two something in the morning. This stuff is what's saving me right now, and it's keeping me going. So imagine what it can do for you, just a nine to fiver. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Healthy Heroes, Tim James here. We're back with Dr. Melina Roberts. She's a naturopathic doctor up out of, uh, up out of Canada. And um, she has an awesome book called uh, Building a Healthy Child. So we've, we've talked about her backstory. Now, Melina, what I want to get into now is, um, you know, like, why did you write the book? And like, what problems are you seeing um, with children today with, with their health? So there is certain things that I, I information I came across that really um, became the foundation of my book. And one of the things I found out um, in my research was that we actually build the foundation of our gut flora between birth and age three. So that gives us really a small window of opportunity to be able to build up that gut health. So how we initially build that gut health is, um, first of all, um, how a baby is born. So whether it's a vaginal delivery or a C-section, what they've shown in research is that the gut bacteria of a baby who has a vaginal delivery versus a C-section delivery, their gut flora is very different. The next thing is, is that um, a breastfed baby also has very different gut flora than a baby who is formula fed. And then the other way that we introduce gut flora or build up that gut flora is by the way we introduce foods. So that to me was a, was a huge step in that something that we could control was that we could introduce foods in a way that helped to support their proper gut health. So that was one huge one. The, the, the second one that we, I based this uh, protocol on was that our organs start to develop um, in utero and then they reach full maturation at different stages outside the womb. So one of the big ones is that our pancreas doesn't reach full maturation till around two years of age. So that means that we shouldn't be introducing grains until after two years of age. 
So that's a huge one because most uh, parents are told to introduce cereals as a mm -hmm. first food. And even if it's a rice cereal, this is really, uh, can be really detrimental on the gut. And the third thing that my book is based on, or the third concept is that since the beginning of time, we have been hardwired to break down real food. Mm. Um, not this processed, chemically latent foods that most of our food, what most of our children are eating. And, and I think that that's going to be really a detriment to, to our child's gut health. So that's the essence of what my book is based on. And it's, it's just helping to guide parents on, on how to, how to introduce foods in a way that helps to build their gut health properly right from the beginning. Awesome. Um, it sounds like a good read. I'm going to have to get the book for sure. <laughs> yeah. So let's, um, you know, well, let's just talk about some of the, well, let's just go back before we get into the problems. Like, like, you know, a good healthy child actually starts with good, healthy mommy and good, healthy daddy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so exactly. want to go back. Yeah, are there any sure. studies on that? Unhealthy people having kids versus healthy people having kids. Have you seen any of those? Um, you know what, I, I'd, I haven't explored that research um, and I'm not too sure, but I would say that there's got to be some, epi, like there's definitely an epigenetic picture in there, yeah, yeah. right? Is that, um, well, we see that in terms of um, people trying to conceive is that, you know, in order for them to conceive, uh, be able to even conceive a baby, that um, mom's health has to be in good shape and dad's health has to be in good shape. Um, I know a lot of cases I will have the woman come in to my office saying that they're having fertility issues. And I always say that we need to work on both mom and dad. This isn't just a mom issue. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, so that's, I think that that sometimes, sometimes the challenge is that we need, we need them both to have good health. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. It starts, starts long before, long before even conception. Yeah. And it's um, kind of, it's kind of silly for me to even have to ask it. Hey, are there any studies that healthy people are have healthier babies than unhealthy people? I mean, we already know the answer to that, but so many people today, they won't do anything unless there's a study. It has to be yeah, a double yeah, blind exactly. clinical study. Yeah. Where's the science? Where's the science? I'm like, where's the common sense in some of this stuff? Yeah. I mean, look well, around I think with that all there's the even like generational, right? You could look at moms, like even back to grandma's eggs mm -hmm. um, is going to affect is going to yeah. affect every generation. Well, I don't know if you've seen it, but World War II veterans that were exposed to Agent Orange, sometimes they, you know, they brought that stuff back in their clothes. Their wife would die or their kids would get it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it would be the second generation would show up. Their grandkids would actually have major health issues. They would have Agent Orange in them. Oh, I mean, wow. It, it, would, yeah. be, it would be passed on two generations. Yeah. So it's, that's chemical exposure you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about you know, building gut health um, for, you know, healthy child, but it all starts with mommy and daddy. And, you know, a lot of, a lot, think about all the, um, the uh, fertility clinics that are popping up. So this yeah. is a major challenge today yeah. for, for people. And to go through those fertility clinics is not a lot of fun. It's very painful and it's very, it's a lot of emotional pain attached to it too. So we have a lot of people coming to our practice that just want to get pregnant. Usually within about three to six months, they're conceiving just by doing what you said, which is building up mommy and daddy. Yeah, gut health and giving, and then all of a sudden, good sperm, good egg, boom, they have a baby. 
Yeah, exactly. It's not really rocket got, science. But then they got, but then they got to continue that, right? Yes, and then, <laughs> and then, and then I want to break this down because I think it's really important. So let's go through what's why is vaginal birth? Of course, this is no brainer. Uh, and what are they? What's the C-section babies missing out that they're not getting on the vaginal birth? And we can talk about you know the pressure going through, like, and and then also the bacteria and stuff they're exposed to. Yeah. So, so the big one to me, there, there's probably some, there's probably a whole bunch of other, um, other benefits, but to me, the big one is um, that they're missing out on the, the, um, the gut flora that they would get from mom. So that the, so the vaginal gut flora that they would be um, basically ingesting and taking in through their bodies. Um, so that's what, that's what baby baby's missing out on when, when it's a um, when it's a C-section, and yeah. so um, for those for those moms in the know, um, one of the things that those moms can do is um, you know they can swab swab their their vaginal um, their vaginal area to take some of those good healthy bacteria and then put that into baby's mouth right just so so that transfer can happen if you. You know, because there are some, some cases where where C-section um, is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Needed for sure. It's it can be a life saving procedure for in a lot of cases. But you know, um, but realize that that in terms of that beginning, it's it's putting it's putting that baby in um, in a in basically a, a decreased space in terms of their building up their gut. Flow. Yeah, they're not getting the natural immunity they should. Yes, bottom exactly. line. Yeah. Swab the vaginal area really good. Keep it in a glass container. The baby comes out, wipe it all over its mouth, its eyes, its face, exactly. douse it in the vaginal juices and boom, that's good deal. Yeah, exactly. Another question though, before that, what's your opinion on epidurals? Actually, for a woman to get an epidural and putting those toxins in her body that goes right into the bloodstream of the child. Um, yeah, so I, I know like when, when I was having um, my child, I, I didn't want to take any drugs of any sort um, at any point in time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, so, you know, I think that like um, as, as much as they, they've kind of uh, changed the way that birthing is, they've made it really medical. Um, I think that um, the better, the better you can go towards a natural birth, it's going to be better for baby because you're going to have a, a decrease in toxic loads going through your bloodstream and also going through um, baby's bloodstream. So um, yeah, I, I'm a strong believer in that. I was even like, even sort of the pain afterwards, I was like refusing to take any pain meds afterwards because I'm like, no, it's going to end up in my breast milk. You exactly. Know, I've done, I've, exactly. Done, I've done so much work here. So I'm, so I was like, but I, I know that most moms, if they're in pain, they will take, take, you know, some painkillers. And mm -hmm. I was just kind of ramping up on things like Arnica just to make sure. That <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, we usually put people on a combination of Arnica and white willow bark, which is where aspirin comes from, but it's yeah. natural. Flavor. And then also yeah, so CB, take, CBDs and THC. Yeah, I was taking like the, yeah. And another homeopathic was Hypericum, which is mm -hmm. nerve related. So yeah, I was just ramping up on those sort of things and saying, good. no, I'm not, not putting any chemicals into my baby. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Okay, so now let's talk about the the breast milk versus formula. Again, this is like 
when you really stop and think about it, I'm like, what's healthier? Your the human breast milk that's designed for the human baby or a formula that was genetically modified soy. You know what I mean? It's, but what's what have you seen the difference between breast milk and formula? Maybe people coming in, you're saying, hey, you know. I know, and it's so challenging because there's really maybe you can work on this as your as a formulation for supplements, but there's really no good healthy formulas out there. there. There's no good options, right? If you look through the ingredients, they are either dairy-based or soy-based. Mm-hmm. And those are both major inflammatory foods. And the challenge with a baby's digestive tract is that babies are born with hyperpermeable guts, um, which means that they absorb everything so easily into their systems. And that's why like mother's milk is the best thing for our babies. It's the best thing um, for their gut and they will absorb everything from that mother's milk um, down to the proteins and the fats and all those immunoglobulins. They'll be building up their healthy immune system from that breast milk that you will not get from from formula and formula is also so it's going to end up causing some damage in there too so you know it's a completely completely different gut flora um from a breastfed baby to a to a um, formula fed baby but on that note like mom also needs to have a clean diet while she's breastfeeding because i've also had challenges saying you know of patients bringing in their babies with um with rashes or um or having some digestive issues and i'm saying okay well part of baby's plan is that it, on a breastfeeding breastfeeding baby is that we actually have to clean up mom's diet mm-hmm. um, in order to to get this baby to properly heal so yeah. so there's yeah there's there's definitely more to the story and what percentage of the women are willing to do that uh well usually if they're in my office i'm gonna say it's probably upwards of 80 or 90 percent of my patients i've only had a small percentage of moms who've said no i can't do that i i can't give up my i can't give up my yogurt or something like that right and i'm just like well this is this is actually very important if you because it's so interesting right you're like saying to a parent like say you have a baby who's not sleeping very well and i just say oh we just got to clean up your diet and we'll get baby sleeping and this is going to be better for baby's development to be sleeping well and this is going to be better for you because you're going to be able to sleep through the night and be a better caregiver and to hear a mom say no i i just can't give up i can't give up my bread and my yogurt (laughs) um is do you give them alternatives challenging yeah well i'll say like let's have some you could have some coconut yogurt or you could have some almond yogurt and Mm -hmm. you can have some like just change it up to a gluten-free bread right so i try to give them some options but yeah um yeah and before we get to the next point um because you asked about a good formula we actually do have a formula for, for them yeah it's really simple so what we have people do is you have to buy a very finely um, processed uh, sprouted nut milk. 
So we want okay. it to be sprouted. That way it's been soaked. The, the nuts, like, let's say it's an almond or walnuts. Walnuts the best. It's the most expensive, but walnuts the best. Walnut um, or cashew or almond. But you soak those nuts for eight to 12 hours, rinse them off. That gets rid of all the natural insecticides or protectants. And then you can, you can homogenize them yourself and make your own homemade almond milks or walnut milks. Or you can actually buy these sprouted almond butters that are already pre-made. And then, and then, and then blend that with just some water and for five seconds in a high speed blender and then, and then strain it. And then now you've got the milk. And then we just take a scoop of our greens. Cause I actually took some stuff out like ashwagandha. We pulled that out of the formula like five years ago, just so breastfeeding women and babies and, and mothers that were pregnant could take this product. There's no stimulants in it. It's all constant. So you just the greens, shake it up and that, and then feed that to the baby. And we also use that same formula for men and women that want to build muscle. You okay. know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's a great formula. It's, it's a total, it's like a meal replacement. So that's, that's an option. Okay. Um, so did that. And then um, I was also kind of curious about, um, you mentioned the pancreas, you said it takes two years for full growth. Um, how about the liver? How long does it take for the liver to get fully grown from a baby? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I'd have to look at that. I think, um, I think the liver is, um, fully developed. Oh, I feel like I need to look back at my notes. Um, I think it's at four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can just send me that over in an email. I'd like to see yeah, the breakdown think... of the different organs. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think that would be create a really good visual for the parents. If you like had that on a wall and say, look, this is your baby's organs and how they develop. So this is, you're, you have to maintain health for your baby because they're still growing just because yeah. they're out of the womb doesn't, you know, of course they're growing, but internally they're not fully developed yet. And yeah. that's why it's so important. And that would come back to why you, you can't just feed them, you know, Kellogg cereal that's been, you know, genetically modified crap and laced with, you know, high fructose corn syrup and, and enriched with synthetic vitamins. Okay. Um, and then the last definitely thing definitely on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. And cereal is like one of the worst. I don't know if you knew this, but they actually pay, um, chemists, high, highly paid chemists to create opiate derivatives to put into those cereals to further addict the children to the cereals and humans. Um, even on top of the super sugars and all the other crap they put in there. I mean, it's diabolical and they don't even have to put that on the label at all. It's just, there's a, there's an opiate yeah. derivative in the cereals. It's scary. No, I didn't know that, but yeah. It's... Okay. So now what's the big difference between, so I think I covered number one was C-sections and vaginal births. Number two was breast milk and formulas. Now number three was natural foods versus processed foods. Now that you, now they got this um, child, what, pro, what, pro, what problems are you seeing with, with the kids coming in with allergies and ear infections and that kind of stuff? Yeah, so it's, and it's typically that they're eating, um, eating uh, foods that really aren't foods, right? So mm -hmm. there's so much processed foods that um, kids are eating, right? So if you see, you know, most parents are feeding their kids foods that are super quick. And I understand that, you know, they just want to um, you know, it's time constraining in order to cut up vegetables or fruits to give to your kids. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, when you're seeing these kids eating cereals and goldfish and all of these packaged and processed foods, fries and chicken, chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. Yeah. Mac, the, mac and the, cheese. The one I hate is like, I used to hate going to restaurants in the the children's menus are just filled oh. with garbage food, right? And like, I wouldn't even let my kid 
order off of that. So, you know, ever since she's been little, she orders off of like an adult menu, <laughs> right? Right, because we just don't, you just can't, I just can't eat. You know, it's like what hamburgers and mac and cheese and French fries pizza. and pizza, right? And Which don't get me those, wrong, I was a pizza addict back in the day, just saying. Yeah, oh yeah, I used to eat all of that too, but you know, <laughs> like it's, as, as you learn about it, you can't unlearn this information. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact is, is that those aren't real foods and they are damaging their gut flora they're bought they're they're clogging up their detox organs so it's meaning when those detox organs aren't working very well it means that toxic loads are actually staying within the body and as they start to build up they can cause a number of different health issues over time you know we have an increase in inflammation in the body and that inflammation can make it more challenging for your body to fight off any sort of infection including you know those air infections um it's when people are also getting like those constipation pictures i see a lot of skin issues as well so there's there's um, a number of different issues and problems that we start seeing health-wise when when the diet isn't ideal and then you get into the issue of that those foods are also turning to sugars as soon as you eat them and like rice yeah all yeah all of the grains are turning to sugars as soon as you eat them and so you um so that you might not be outright feeding your kids sugar but by having all of those grains you are giving your kids sugar and and then you're wondering why they can't focus and have attention um yeah. attention issues and those grains are not sprouted in 99 percent of the cases yeah, yeah 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 they're they're fully processed and refined yeah so the big problem you're seeing is processed foods and i'm just going to lay this out there and i got to say it because uh, for you parents listening and please share this video or this uh this episode with people because people that want to have kids or have young children this is the next generation coming up these are the, these are the ones that are going to take care of us and we want them to be in good shape and we want we want to have strong families and strong communities so for you parents out there and i was one of them i put my son on soy milk soy milk because i didn't know the doctor told me to go get similac and do that stuff and my other son who breastfed for four years, he doesn't have hardly any issues at all. But the one, her breast milk dried up in six months and he was on Similac. Guess what? That soy, he's got allergies now. He's got other problems. We're dealing with that kind of stuff. And he's in his twenties now. And so I get twenties and 17 year olds. So when you think of fast food parents and you're, you're in a hurry and you don't have time to make good food for your kids, what you're basically, um, you're basically saying is that your health and your children's health is not a priority. That's the reality. And if you're using time as an excuse, unfortunately, here's what's going to happen. That could happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but I see this all the time. And Dr. Molina, you probably see it all the time too. Childhood cancer is going through the roof. It used to be the number one killer for children. Zero to five was accidents. And from five to 16 was accidents. Today, from birth to five is now brain cancer. And then um, from five to 16, it's still um, accidents. But the number two is the tie between brain cancer and leukemias. So um, I was teaching a class one night. There was just three, three people. This guy, Grant, um, he brought his buddy over and his son had cancer and he was 18. He'd been dealing with brain cancer since he was 15. And the father was very quiet most of the night. And then finally, he was, he was, I was making these living food taco things, these raw food meal. And he started talking. He said, you know, Tim, he's like, there was many times, um, and I'll use a different name. Uh, he said, uh, just for 
courtesy, but he said, Blake, uh, um, you know, I was holding Blake in my arms. Imagine holding your 15 year old son in your arms and his, his hair, his head's bald. He's been blasted with chemo and radiations and all these things and surgery. He's got Frankenstein scars on his head. And he said, he was in so much pain. He goes, there was moments in my, I was sitting there thinking, I thought about just taking a pillow and smothering him and putting him out of his misery. And I was just like, I mean, just, just to go back and to think of that moment and to know this is not an isolated incident and it's going, it's happening all over the world with these kids and with cancer and what they're going through. And um, so to say that you don't have time to, take care of your children and take care of yourself. I'm telling you, if you don't do this, you're going to end up with so many doctor's visits, ear, nose, and throat infections. And worst case scenario, your child could end up with gut issues or cancer. And believe me, time is not going to be on your side. You're going to have multiple doctor visits. You're going to mortgage your home to the hilt. You can, it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of stress on the family. It's something you don't want to do. And I'm pleading with all the parents out there today that are listening that, that hopefully this is a wake up call for you and to, you know, to get Dr. Molina's book to build a healthy child and to really put yourself and your children first and just, and take some time because it, it's not that hard. There's people out there like us that have figured this stuff out. We can make it easy for you. It doesn't have to be a big challenge. So, okay. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, Dr. Molina is going to get into some solutions and what she's teaching her, her patients and her, their children on how to build um, a healthy child. We'll be right back. When I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, how am I going to nourish myself today? That's where Green 85 has made that an easy task. Packed full with nutrient-dense quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, we're back with Dr. Melina Roberts, naturopathic doctor, author of the book, Building a Healthy Child. Uh, Melina, um, I'm really enjoying uh, the interview today. You're really awesome. The energy's good. The frequency's good. You've got a lot of good information. Why don't you get into like, what are your action steps? Like, what are the top three things that you teach these parents when they come in? And what are the what are the like the big things that make the most difference in their child's health um, to turn things around? So, um, so with my patients who have like just small children or small babies and we are doing the food introduction, I will give them my food introduction plan and kind of explain why they need to be delaying introducing those grains, which is usually, that's usually one of the biggest obstacles for them because grains seem to be uh, sort of an easy food for them. And I say, you know, we got to delay that until at least two years of age before introducing it. So that's, that's the big one. Um, and yeah. then we do, you know, introducing with uh, vegetables. And I think when you introduce vegetables as a first food, it actually helps, um, helps these kids to be, um, to be not as picky eaters <laughs> yeah. um, in their future because they know what real food tastes like. 
because a lot of people are are giving their kids um, sort of canned foods that are they're mixtures of these different foods that have preservatives in them um, are sweetened and and I think it's ideal to just give them real food. So, you know, like we'd cook up some broccoli, we'd put it in the blender, and that would be, you know, the first food. And I think it, it makes a big difference in terms of a, a child's palate, is that if we're introducing those vegetables as, as a first food, that, that they now realize what real foods taste like. And I do vegetables first before we do fruits so that they're not really super keen on, on that sweet taste. They'll like that mm -hmm. sweet taste, but that's, that's, not, that's not what we're starting with in terms of those foods. Um, so it's, you know, it's the, the vegetables and even getting into those healthy fats like avocados, um, and then getting into the, the fruits. So I think that, you know, following that whole food introduction plan really does help to ensure that, that we build their gut health right from the beginning. And then, um, for people who have those small kit, the small kids, um, you know, like the five-year-olds and they're trying to get them to eat healthy. What I do is I remove what, is, what I call major inflammatory foods. So we're removing um, gluten, cow's dairy, and refined sugar. And, and I go through what those different replacements can be. Um, but really, I just want, I want that gluten out because the gluten has actually been shown to um, break down what is called these tight junctions that hold the cells of the digestive tract together. And they break those down. So then we end up with these holes in the digestive tract. So we want to make sure- Leaky that, gut? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Leaky gut. So we want to make sure that we get that gluten out of the diet. Um, the other thing that I remove from that diet is the cow's dairy. So milk, a yogurt, cheese, ice cream, and we're replacing it with things like, uh, you know, well, I'm also okay with people having other kinds of dairies, so they could have goat or they could have sheep dairy. Um, and then there's also coconut and um, almond and rice milk. So there's, there's lots of different options out there other than having the, the cow's milk. And then the other one is the white refined sugar, which, you know, gets challenging, especially around Halloween where people are eating lots and lots of sugar, but we want to make sure we remove a lot of those sugars out of the diet. Um, and I'm, I am okay with them consuming some of the natural sugars. So if you want to have like real maple syrup, raw honey, monk fruit sweeteners, um, so, so there, there's other options out there, but um, cleaning up the diet to me is, is a huge part of um, ensuring that we have some healthy children. Absolutely. That's all good information. I'm just, I've been taking notes the whole time, cleaning up the diet. I really like that, you know, just, I mean, you get them off a of dairy, ear, nose, and throat infections, gone. So for you guys listening, you, your child's got ear, nose, and throat infections. No, they've got mucus build up from not being able to digest the dairy. That's what it yeah. is. Um, and the sheep, the sheep uh, I, I, I never thought about sheep milk or something like that, but you know, I remember at the Institute, they said, if you have to do animal milk, do goat. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. raw goat's milk, it has to be yeah. raw, un, you know, unpasteurized. And that's more 
goats grow at about the same speed. They grow about three times their size in the first year. Like humans go from seven pounds to 21 pounds where a cow goes from like a hundred pounds to like 800, you know, and we don't have that substance renin in our digestive tract to break down that casein, that major protein in the dairy. So it's just dairy doesn't work. So I'm glad you did that. Gluten is like glue to the gut and it also rips the holes open and then the refined sugars and doing things more like dates and stevia and monk fruit and date sugar is a much better option. I like that. Now, have you had any, uh, I've noticed uh, there's in my work that a lot of people get off gluten, but they're still having problems. And what we found out was it was the glyphosate and some of these other grain alternatives. Have you been, have you, are you dealing with that and showing people to watch out for that and making sure that it's glyphosate free? Yeah. And it's, it's so challenging, right. To stay away from that glyphosate. Um, I've had that if patients are still having problems with, um, with the gluten, uh, they've taken out the gluten, they've taken out the cow's dairy and the sugar, and they're still having issues. Um, my next step is typically to take out the grains. And that would probably also cover, that would cover a lot of the glyphosate because that's what happens is that a lot of our grains are sprayed mm-hmm. with the glyphosate. And I know that that's an argument that people say, well, is it the gluten or is it the glyphosate? I would say it's probably both. both. <laughs> yeah. I'm in agreement there, but yeah, my, my next step is to completely remove grains from the diet because I think that, um, yeah, it could be the glyphosate, it could be the grains, but either way, um, if we could remove those, then, then we start to see patients start to improve. Awesome. Okay. So what are the last words of advice that you would give to the, to the parents, um, here, whether they're, you know, thinking about getting pregnant, maybe you got some words for them, the ones that, um, are, uh, already conceived, the child's young, or, you know, maybe they're dealing with a 12 year old that's been eating chicken nuggets, <laughs> you know? So I know that's a big something, but what would you say in general to help all of them? Um, so I think, well, I think we're, we're probably in line here, but I think it all comes down to gut health, mm. right? So what we need to do is we need to be yeah, um, cleaning up mom and dad's health, um, in order to improve conception, we have to clean up baby's diet and our kids' diets. Um, we need to really make um, really make gut health a priority in order for us to have good long-term health. Um, and whether you have any issues or not, like gut health is still still a priority because even because I've had patients who always say, "Oh well, I, I I think I handle I think I handle gluten just fine, or I think I handle cow's dairy just fine." But whether you have symptoms or not, you are still creating inflammation in your gut, and you're still creating those little holes in our digestive tract, and it's just a matter of when that's going to actually cause a problem for you. So so regardless, I think top priority needs to be gut health. Well said, well said. So guys, um, I want you guys to check out uh, Dr. Melina Roberts. Um, uh, Melina, where do they find you? Where's the best place to contact you? Yeah, so the best place to find me, uh, well, my website is advancednaturopathic.com which I know is a mouthful. Um, And then the place where I hang out the most in terms of social media is Instagram, which is, and my handle is Dr. Melina Roberts. And that's, yeah, that's probably the two best places to find me. Okay, cool. So your website's advancednaturopathic.com. And um, on Instagram, it's Dr. Melina, M-E-L-I-N-A Roberts. 
cool. I'll check you out and we'll friend request you on Instagram. That'll be fun. Sounds great. Um, I need to get more into social media. I mean, I do some <laughs> stuff on Facebook and stuff like that, but um, I do a few, th I, it's just, it's like, there's so many things. It is. Yeah. It makes sense. It's like you have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and like, you literally need to hire, I'm, I'm going to have to have somebody full-time helping me with all that stuff. It's just, I don't know how people do it. They do it themselves. <laughs> But um, anyway, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in out there. Um, we've we've had again so many people. Um, we've we we're, we're I'm just I'm just so excited. I mean, we have over a thousand downloads a week happening now on the podcast. Wow. Um, it's really exciting. People all over the world and Europe and Asia, and we've had people in Iran, Iraq, uh, South America, Peru, all over the place, New Zealand, Australia. I want to thank all of you and all those folks up in Canada. Eh? <laughs> I want to thank all the Canadians yeah. up there for tuning in. Um, I'm looking forward to going back up. Actually, I have some friends, a really good friend of mine that I met at Hippocrates Health Institute. He's up out of Barrie, um, Canada, okay. which out of Toronto. So and you're right out of Toronto, right? No, I'm in Calgary. So I'm, oh, on, Calgary. The, I'm on, the, okay. on the west side there by the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Calgary. Okay, cool. So yeah. for those of you in Calgary, you've maybe just found yourself a good naturopathic doctor. So hopefully we, <laughs> we helped out there. Just mention the Health Hero Show when you come in and and she'll give you for an extra sure. hug, right? Yes, for sure. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, so guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember to subscribe, uh, leave a review, like the like the podcast and share it. We really appreciate all that. Can't do it without you, that ripple effect. And think about it, by you sharing this podcast, you could literally change the health of a child and hopefully the, the health of the parents along with it. And then that could, that could man, that could springboard on so far because that child could become healthy. They could learn from those parents. And then that child will have children and do what you're doing and be healthy. And it could, it's a ripple effect, right? So just yeah. by sharing this podcast, you could change so many lives that you won't even know, even at long after you're gone. It's a pretty cool concept. So until next time, guys, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.